Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to Minna Fandom. It's the holiday season, so it's holiday podcast special time. I'm Manners, of course. I've got a special guest joining me, Dave from Hull. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great, Manners. How are you doing, pal? Really good. You know, everyone said I was a bit low energy last podcast. So I've, I've pumped myself full of caffeine this morning. Um, I've done some speed, so I'm all like fucking wide. Um, I don't know if it was so low energy. Were you, were you taken aback by Chris's, like, having such a big scar on your podcast? Were you, were you somewhat intimidated? No, and not intimidated at all. I was just relaxed. I mean, I'm 10 days into Bachelor Manor's lifestyle. No family, no kids. They're away. I've got the house to myself for a month. So you can imagine I am relaxed. I mean, this is the happiest I've been in years. I mean, I'm not running around after my kids. <laughs> Don't have my wife telling me what to do all day. So it was just a, a natural human feeling. Um, yeah, and, and sort of speaking of levels, I don't know if Chris and I are on uh, the same level. I, I'm probably above him in terms of levels. Um, so I, I didn't feel like um, I was talking. You, you, you were the original to... Chris of the Minifan world. Let's let's be honest. You you were on the main show. You interviewed Kirk. A lot of people forget that. You know, you yeah, had a, a lot of people do. You, you you had a great interview with Kirk. And Thank let's you. be honest. If you lived in the area, you would have got called in on Fridays before Chris. That's nice to say. And I'd look. I'd love to go in there one day. It's my dream. Um, like most dreams, it probably won't ever happen. But who knows? Um, <laughs> You know, you talk about uh, Chris, and I was thinking about this. I love Chris, and I'm a Chris guy, and I actually don't think he's a prick. But thinking back I don't think on he's it, a either by the way, I don't. Think I can prick. see why, though, a lot of people think he is a prick because he does come across as being better than, and he's got a funny attitude, and he's sort of he acts pretty cool. I just think that's the way he is. I don't think he's actually a prick or anything. But even I found sort of talking to him. You know, he, he's not the sort of relaxed, fun guy that you are, for example. Oh, well, look at you. This is this is a big jerk-off fest today, huh? Uh, no. What is it? It's a holiday season. I, I want to be nicer in 2022. <laughs> don't, I want to don't, don't build do more bridges, mend fences, um, you know, build a, a thriving Minifan community. Are you – hold on, and let me ask you something. Are you – it's summertime over there, is that correct, or am I off on that? Yep. Yep. So before we hit record, Dave was thrown thrown out by the time difference thing. I, I, I'm, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's the amazing. same with the seasons. Have you ever like left a, your state in the US I, or anything? I, or you like most hick Americans where you just only know like about 200 miles from where you're There we go. Menors, from the age of, I would say, five until I was 19, I spent every summer in Portugal and Spain. Oh, wonderful. Great. I've yeah. been to both those countries. Yep. Um Yep, because I'm so you know, my, my family. My, my father was actually born and raised in Mozambique, Africa. So me and him want to take a trip there. Uh, you know, while this is going on, it's basically seemingly impossible. It's something we were planning before all this happened because he was there until about the age of 19. So he always yeah. wanted to show me where like uh, he grew up and stuff like that. So I'm actually more worldly than your normal American matters. Fantastic. Well, then you obviously get that it's summer here. It's the opposite to you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, look, you know, I, I've long admired your work, Dave. I'm not, you know, I've said that I think you're one of the most talented on-air minifans, fans, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Um, I do realise, though, I don't listen to a lot of your stuff, so I don't watch yeah. the show on the YouTube channel. I don't listen to yep. Talking Loud, Saying Nothing. Is, is that what yep. it's called? That is what it's um, called. Good job. And, and 
and and the other stuff. So, but, but you know, when you went into studio, what did you go into studio for again? You went in once. So it was a so that was which I called from the beginning was just a storyline. It was when Kirk, uh, Jared was gone. It was baseball season. Right. It was summertime. He had just replaced Steve with Cullinane and he mm. wanted nothing to do with just doing a show with Cullinane. Yeah, he that's had, right. He had not yet decided on having like Chris be that Friday guy. And he wasn't interested, I think, in having Mike in all three days a week either. So he was in that in between time because I believe it was July, if I'm not mistaken. It was summertime. So it was in that in he was in an in between time where he needed a Friday storyline. So it was before the Sako show in August where he decided that he was going to have all of these podcasts that were in his world uh, attempt to come in and pitch him on doing an opening act, which I predicted privately, by the way, would never happen, that no one would ever open for him, that that was not going to be something he would ever be interested in doing. And honestly, as someone who um, like who would want to go there, first of all, you'd have to do a show in front of people that weren't going to listen to you. Because you had to listen to it on a car radio. No one was going to listen to you. And you couldn't have fun. You couldn't. You'd actually have to do like a show. And all you would do would get ripped on the next day. They would record it. And then they would just like rip on you. Uh, but as I predicted that none of that was going to happen. So I just used it as an advantage to go in studio and meet my hero. Yeah. And how was that? Uh, super intimidating. Like super, super intimidating being in there. And then he threw me for a loop because he made fun of my cologne. And that kind of threw me off kilter. Uh, but I kind of got back on track, but he had no interest in like, listen, like he just had no interest. You know what I mean? It was just, he was just trying to get through a show, but it was yeah. fun. I got about five minutes and was in studio, saw the setup. Uh, it was pretty funny beforehand in the green room. You had the uh, weed guy that came in, uh, Justin threatened him. It, it was a wild scene in the green. The green room was way more entertaining than like anything going on in the show. Well, I thought you did great with Kirk when you were sitting in that chair and, you. Um, you know, you carried yourself well. As I said, you're just a big hu huggable lug um, and that comes through in your broadcasting voice as well. Um, so I, I think you got a big future. Um, do you want to actually get in, <laughs> into media somewhere sometime? So it's always been a dream of mine. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, but it's not something I ever thought was like uh, attainable until, you know, this all this sort of like technology and stuff came along. And I've always had pretty strong opinions uh, whether they end up being right or not. I'm a big sports guy. Obviously, you don't listen to a lot of stuff because, you know, I do talk a lot of sports. I feel like there's so many Kirk shows to do another Kirk-centric show would be. No, no, that's good to do a sports show. I, You know, I do cricket shows all the time. Oh, well, yeah. I do like um, football, like soccer. It is one of my favorite sports. But... So uh, that's actually surprising to me that because I've heard you say before that cricket is your number one. Is that correct? That's like you right. love, yep. love, love. Yep, yeah. and I really like baseball, but I also like um, soccer. What do you call it on your show, football or soccer? So it, de it depends. We try to say football, but then it's like, you know, if you're trying to draw an American audience, then, you know, you confuse. Like Jay's Mayhem was on the live chat during uh, our live show the other day, and he was just like, football is NFL, and you have dummies like that, and it's tough to educate them. So it kind of just depends, you know. I like to say footy a lot. That way it kind of yeah. distinguishes between football and you're not saying soccer, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it just depends. But yeah, we no, do I talk grew, about it primarily because Buddy yeah. is a huge, you know, Manchester United fan. I've been to like 15, maybe 20 Premier League games because my brother-in-law is a um, Spurs season ticket holder. That's phenomenal. Um, I hate Spurs, though, because they're just losers. Um, so, yeah, look, I appreciate your work in the sport world. Um, so, but let's get into it first. I've got yeah. so many things to fucking deal let's with. Go. Like, 
A what the fuck, you cunt? How did you get to go live with um, Buddy on Christmas Eve? You know, how did you how did you get Cullinane to respond to your message? How did you get access to the YouTube channel? No, stop, don't laugh about it. Like you you listen to me in a fandom. I've been fucking lobbying for I, months to get access, and you fucking waddle in with Buddy, and you get fucking access to the channel on Christmas Eve. I, I and he doesn't even respond to my messages. So have I not also retweeted and saying I'm supporting you getting back on the channel? I, I thought I think I have. I shout you out at the beginning of every every uh, uh, false nine show. Literally, we start okay, with you. I don't, All right? I don't watch. So. Okay, well we do. We we start off with you pretty much every show. We yeah, say hi, yeah, Matters. I'm just saying it's you. I just want to know how you did it. I'm not blaming so you. So we just we thought of doing a live call in show because people have been saying that they like to call in. So uh, Christmas Eve, we were both off. I DM'd Cullinane. He responded. Uh, he said, I trust you guys. Have at it. Now, we did have a little bit that of a snap fucking asshole. We did have a little bit of a snafu earlier. Like, we then needed a password to get on. And we had to DM him again. We thought, oh, shit, this isn't going to happen. But Christmas Eve, my man got back to us right away. And we were able to get right on. Well, you're lucky he was awake. If it had been too late, he would have been asleep and it wouldn't have happened. But, I mean, that that's just like a fucking kick it in the face. It is a slap in the face. Yeah, it is. Like, no bullshit. Like, he can trust me. I'm not going to do anything too bad. Um, you know, if the Have network you- gets shut down for a week or two, so be it. It'll be worth so, it for the So buzz. let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Have you done anything? Because now my memory's jogged. It's been so long since you've been on the network. Have you done anything? No, but have you done anything in the past to, like, get them, like, a, a nick, a Oh, band? no, there's been no strikes. There's been no strikes okay. at all. Um, and obviously – um, jo- I told told everybody that you know Cullinane doesn't trust John from Scranton, so you know he's been um, fired from his duties on Men's Life. So there's no you know dead weight now. So there's no uh, reason for him not to give me access to the channel. So maybe it'll change in the new year. But do you, you want know, me to even put even then? No, even then though, even if John's involved, a I still don't think John's a bad guy, but you never know. You never know. I can sort of see why Kirk doesn't want him having access because, you know, as I said, he'll be giggling with sneakers in a week, John, about fucking what they did. So um, that's John's fault. Um, But, you know, Cullinane should trust me. And you also should trust if me and John are working together on a show, I'm going to make sure John doesn't do anything bad. So I think the whole thing is shit. I've done – if you go through, I've done like, um, you know, 50 shows on that, uh, not 50 50 different shows. shows. 50 like episodes of shows on that network and I've never done anything really bad. I I made some jokes about a sponsor once. Do you remember when I made fun of the tri-state runners for uh, going on? Yeah, but that's not even a real sponsor. That guy's a minifan. So that was was probably the highlight of his fucking year being talked about on the main show. So yeah. It was like that guy's, as well. that guy's a minifan. If anyone gets it, he should get it. That shouldn't be an issue at all. And of, of course I knew that when I was doing the, the segment like i i knew this guy's a minna fan what i'm saying is funny it's not really going to cause trub trouble um yeah so yeah i just think it's I'll, you know until I'll you guys on it and you're doing some like well. football show like i do a show actually talking about the main show and <laughs> praising it and um you know and then it's just like oh he just uh, gives you guys access to stream yard like that i mean dick can face. i ask you can i ask you something did you hear What's going on over there tonight? Right at like while we're recording this, going on what? Where on YouTube channel? No, what's happening? Are you serious? No, I don't know. Oh, you're gonna be pissed again. Why? What's happening? Those the anal boys are going back live on the YouTube channel. 
Oh, that's awesome. I'm happy for them. I'm really happy for them. I'm very, very happy. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, good for them. Great. I mean, I mean, if, if oh, are you saying this is <laughs> a fucking asshole? Adam and Jersey and Latino Kirk are going to be on there. Oh, that and sucks. you're, and you, and you, and you, you're relegated to speaking with me over here. Anyway, um, this podcast is doing really well. So yeah, this, this week's a holiday season. I've got three specials. I've got you next episode. I've got red and we're going to be joined by Justin to talk about his star Wars podcast and then uh, the day after, Tim and Canton's joining oh, me. Tim and Canton, are you serious, dude? Oh, I've never God. really, like you, I've never actually really done a chat with him like this. So I know you said on uh, Montante's World that you think Tim and Canton's overrated. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that's bullshit. It, all right, him as a person, he's a great guy. I'm not saying over. It's just, can we all stop blowing Tim and Canton? Can we all get off our knees? I agree. For one I agree. Second? I agree. And I'm going to have stop, a normal chat with him. But he's a good Minna fan. He's fun. He's never done anything really stupid. He's um, clever. You know, he does fun things. He, yeah, but look, you're right. I mean, anyway, so that's this week of shows. Um, so Exciting there's going to be that. three podcasts this week. Um, yeah, so I did listen to you on Montante's World. Um, I want your impression. reaction on that. I was going to ask. impression was pretty funny. His impression of me was pretty funny, I've got to say. Venners, <laughs> I, um, I was dying. I was fucking dying. I, I, I mean, I'll give the guy credit. He, it was entertaining. Even I was giggling a bit. So uh, good on him. Um, you know, uh, Hold a on, few things that you said. What about the Go piece on. of news that you were on his Mount Rushmore? How are you going over that? That is like he put you and Tim and Canton on his Mount Rushmore. Yeah, the guy's smart. Um, I've never said anything different. <laughs> He's going to pin that, by the way. He's absolutely going to fucking pin <laughs> that. I want you to know that. Yeah, no, it was nice. I, I don't know why you didn't put me on your Mount Rushmore. Um, uh, I, I honestly, I kind of forgot about. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. You haven't been on the YouTube in a while. It's true. Um, so I want to take up a few things that you said. Um, uh-huh. Firstly, you said on that show that all my YouTube shows have failed. Um, if you look at my views v your views, I think your your um, notion of failure is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, and, and I've been through it on this show many times, but none of my shows have failed. I'm a, I'm all a right, groundbreaking. Quantum week, all right, Quantum Week, Chris. My views no, are more than your views. All right, no, Quantum no, Week. No, 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 but uh, you that's, said it. You said, you said all of my YouTube shows have failed. Have Menace they, to I, Midnight. I, Menace to Midnight is still talked about two years later. Menace, Menace Live Menace, is still Menace. talked about. Are you still doing any of these shows? Uh, why? Why am I not doing them? Because uh, Justin Quinn is my producer. Uh, Colin A won't give me access to the network. They're not failures. It they're sounds like roaring it successes. They're like, they're, not on they're, like, they're like the UK office. See, um, They're like the UK <laughs> office, you know. Okay. Two seasons of brilliance. That's what I think. Brilliant. All right. Okay. Menor's, so Menor's, Menor's Live was great. Menor's Live was great. I do got to tell you, though, my favorite show that you did was with you and VD together was very, very good. I, I do have yeah, to that say was that. Good. I enjoyed that. My favorite show was of all the YouTube stuff was when it was on the rundown and I was screaming at, um, was it Mayo for selling me out to Steve? Oh, phenomenal. And that was, that was my favorite oh. bit of YouTube content I've done of all of it. Were you but, on, were you on the episode where, and I think you were, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, you Mayo and Zonker. That's right. And I think Lauren Lynn, maybe, maybe. Um, and, and Zonker, was, went on, yeah. Zonker read a diatribe about 
uh, elements of war or engagement in war. And I was literally like, before any of this stuff, all that other stuff went down, I went, that guy is an insane human being. Yep. And like, that was great. And the funny thing is like me and Maya were screaming at each other and then whoever was producing, maybe it wasn't Lauren, maybe Red was on, he stopped the recording and we ended up like screaming at each other in the back of StreamYard for another half an hour. It was like, it, it was just like the most incredible um, fight in um, KMS network history. So yeah, none of my shows are failures. So take that back. Um, secondly, um, I know you and Mike are unvaxxed. I would still see you. I'm vaxxed. I'm healthy. I'm willing to put my life in, in risk and see you guys. If I come to the Northeast of America, uh, hopefully I have, COVID. I can, hopefully I can give it to you and Mike and then oh, watch you I, would, I, I, would, I would encourage, I would encourage that. Yeah. What are the chances of you getting to leave that country? Honestly, like in, in I mean, all the, the borders are open now. So, I mean, I they can are. leave whenever. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping next year, next summer to, to get over. I, I don't know when the, the KMS live shows will be, obviously it's got to be time to fit in with one of those. Um, there's a podcast conference I want to go to. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, but it, it's, I would say the chances of me getting over next year are better than 70%. That's amazing. Oh, man, I, that, that'd be great. Me, you, and Mike just, like, maybe just hanging out for a whole day. Well, what would that be? That'd be amazing. I, I would have so much fun. Nah, might might be a bit long um, with Mike. I think he's just sort of – he comes across as the sort of guy you want in small doses. Um, so – I'd like to catch I, I him before he has too many pops. I can't argue with that with you on that. I can't argue with you on that. Like I actually don't listen to his show, and I actually listen to more of his show with you than I've listened to many for ages. But I think he's an entertaining guy, and he's I think he's a nice guy. I mean, he's a moron. He he fucking like some of his ideas are fucking whack job. And as soon as he starts like uh, talking about like real issues, like you realize he's just fucking a fruit loop. But um. <laughs> You know, he's, you I think like, he's a nice guy. Like, big heart. What did you? What you didn't listen to the one that he had on with Justin recently? Not the last last one. He's had Justin on like twice in three weeks. I told him his instincts are off. You don't have the same guest on within a month, but that's whatever. No, I listened to a bit of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I, I couldn't handle listening to those two talk about anything. I mean, but you're about like, to have Justin on your show. Yeah, but it's a quick chat. So there's a we want to short. I want to sort out what happened with Justin and I because he blocked me months ago. We haven't had any contact since then. So I just oh really and and basically my co-host wanted to get him on Red and I'm a team guy. Red said let's get Justin on. So I said okay. Um, so we'll do that. Thanks. Red's got good. Yeah, I like that. And and you also fuckhead said on um Montante's world I have one shtick. So you're a one. What is my what what is my one trick then? Because one, you know, I've you're... done I've done I've done just let me think I've done a morning show. Okay. I've done I've done two nighttime shows. Okay. I've done a podcast. I've done multiple appearances. I've done interview shows. I think I'm anything but a one trick pony. Okay. I mean, I you're, might be I... the size of a one trick pony, but I'm not a one trick pony. Okay. So I feel like you're at your most entertaining, and you are at your most entertaining. And I mean, listen, I, I, I'm a Menners guy through and through. I, I've said that. I tweeted out Menners was right. I tweeted out Menners was right the other day, okay? Yeah, I want to find out what that was all about, but answer uh, this question. Yeah, you first. can get into that next. Um, you, you've lost a little bit of your, say, fastball, so to speak, in baseball terms. 
since oh, Steve Robinson I'm... left the show. Like, oh shit, that is such horseshit. Such horseshit. I no way that that's such a, a tired line. I haven't you, lost my fastball at your all. Foil, having him as your foil was your peak. It was your peak. Last year. In in 2020, going back to the golden days of the KMS network, there was a real um, edge to everything and there was real fun on the network and there were things that were really up. Like I go back to that screaming at Mayo about selling me out to Steve. I mean, there was lots of things. And when, you know, I go back and listen to drops and I realise all this shit, but I don't think I've lost my fastball. I mean, I'm trying to be nicer. I'm trying to have less hate in my heart. I'm trying to be more a supporter of the show. Okay, so th- there you go. Then, then but I haven't lost my fastball. Men- men- well, men- you want me to go on every show and scream cunt at the top of my voice? I mean, no. wouldn't that get old? Manners, manners. Max Scherzer. Let's. I'm going to go back to baseball terms. You're a baseball guy, okay? Yeah, yeah I love Max baseball. Scherzer, Max Scherzer once won Cy Youngs. He was dominant, okay? Mm-hmm. He's still good. He's just not throwing 99 anymore, bud. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I think I'm still throwing 99, but I've evolved from, you know, maybe I was the young wild pitcher that comes up from the minors and he hasn't quite sort of refined his fastball. And it's a bit wild. It's a bit all over the place. Some are down the middle, some are at the head, some are way off the plate. And now I'm just throwing fucking fastballs, painting the corners, corner to corner, show after show, you name it. Oh, manners. I just think that Steve is your foil was just it was brilliant, brilliant stuff. And the fact that he took you seriously as well was fantastic for you. That was the best. When they would call you and wake you up at midnight to yell at you for Mm. a minute or two because Steve was legitimately mad. You got Steve legitimately mad. Dave, I feel like you try to do it. But as we all know, Dave is just too. And I mean this with all respect because I'm a culinary guy. He's just too simple to get that mad at you. Yeah, and I like Dave, so there's no real hate from me. He's annoying yeah. and he does things that frustrate me, but, you know, so does everybody. So, But, like, if um, Steve was blocking you from the YouTube channel right now, if Steve was doing this, oh, oh, my God, Menace. The, that's that, the frustrating that, thing. Like, Steve wouldn't have. He'd have said he'd have got some intern to give me access by now because he's a proper producer. So what um, I'm trying to say, though, is that you would have had a diatribe. You would have – you would have – you would have got yeah. something. You would have. You've lost a little. Well, of your uh, I disagree. And um, yeah, look, I think I clocked on to Steve more sooner than most Minna fans that he was, you know, a bit conniving and, and uh, pretentious, and no. very two faced and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's just what it was. Uh, what about the Menas was right tweet? Woke up. Saw the tweet, Menas was right, filled my heart with joy because uh, I love hearing that. Well, what did I, what did I, what was right this time? So, as people know, I don't know if you've heard that we have a gambling chat. Uh, you know, there's a few of us. It's very elite, it's very, very high end. Not everyone can mm. be in it. It started off with a lot of people and it kind of turned into where, you know, as chats go, this is uh, there's chat rules, right? There's got to be chat law, is what I call it, or right, yep. law with your friends. Anything said in those things can never be screenshotted, sent out. Like you do that, you're a piece of shit. That's the way I look. Agree, one hundred percent. So the best chats are with people that you trust inherently. Trust with, you know, your personal stuff. Like you say things, uh, joking or or just your personal info, real name, address, things like that. You know, the best chats are when you can go at each other and know that it's going to stay in that chat. Exactly. Or text chain. So the gambling chats. And and make you like racist jokes in private. 
Yeah, of course. You know, you know, you know that, of course. Exactly. Uh, that's a lie, by the way. But anyway, there's like 11 of us in this thing. OK, and we've all met each other. We've actually hung out. We've hung out multiple times. And there are people that want to get in the chat. And there are people that are not friends that, you know, might have sent dick pics to other people years ago in this in the chat. OK, yep. and our boy VD, you know, texted me, wants to be in the chat, blah, blah, blah. I take it serious. OK. I take the chat series. I take VD. I value my friendship with him. He then I come to find out he was just doing it to get me riled up. He had no interest really in coming in the chat. He was just doing it to get me to. He was using me as a puppet. Say manners. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. He used me a little bit. Okay. And yeah, I'm not mad. I, we're cool. Like I, I'm cool with it. I did text him and say, Hey, I value trust. Uh, you lost a little bit of my trust today. I hope you enjoyed your laugh. You know, at my expense, you know, well, and then he's uh, like, oh, you're fired. He said, I lost all his trust, so to speak. But I think we're cool. But I just, you know, kind of was subtweeting a little bit. You know, it was just subtweeting a little bit, Adam. Just, uh, you know. VD is a difficult character. I think he's a bit of a prima donna. As I said, Uh, he's a diva. So I warned you. I warned you. And that's why I tweeted out. So I think Montante's world that you want to do a podcast with VD and Mike on college football next so, year. Is that correct? So me and Mike are definitely doing it. Okay. We've, we kind of had discussions with VD about it. VD though, per, uh, privately has told us, uh, and even talking with him because I, I might be ending my talking loud, saying nothing podcast. And he's been trying to convince me not to just because it's been two years and I've kind of like, you know, you should uh, definitely have time to end it. Move on. Definitely. <laughs> Unlike you, men, though I don't, I don't just throw shows to the wayside. Okay, I, I like to finish what I no, start. But, but, but I heard what you were saying on Mike about, or maybe we'll do it once a month, and maybe we'll still. Once get you together. get to that point, you I'm, te- I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, once you get there, the show's dead. So, Menners, I, I don't disagree with you. Okay, anyway, talking to VD, he he said to me, he goes, I understand what you're saying though, because I do a show after three, four shows, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. I feel like it's blah blah. So he was, you know, telling me that he understands where I was coming from. So when me and Mike talked about doing the college football pod, it was like, you know, will VD go all the way with it? You know what I mean? So me and Mike are definitely doing it. Uh, I would hope I think VD would wants to do it, but I don't know if he would do it, say, every single week. Basically. Yeah. Do it like a Jesus podcast with VD. He loves Jesus. Do that. Um, maybe that'll keep him interested. Um <laughs> I've never heard him say he loves Jesus. Is that a private? Uh, yeah, I think he does. Um, anyway, <laughs> what that's, an what I thought of, that's what I thought about gathering the goats. I thought, God, if we turn this into like a Bible bashing podcast, you might uh, stay on the show. Um, or, 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 or you or, or you just do a, po- a podcast where you talk about how much he likes Smugsy and Poodle Dick. And then absolutely. And Jesus, Smugsy, Poodle Dick and Jesus. They're the Her, three. VD would be there forever. The VD triangle, the love triangle. Um so actually did you listen you know this is the reaction show and i there was actually a show drop there was his six carl six hour um two and a half hours in okay what what have you thought so far um his intros are a little long like the initial intro was like dave jesus christ shut up like just play the play the sound but i would say it's better for sure than steve's attempt like Way, way better. You know what I mean? I mm. I like that they kind of went in order, like so far anyway. They haven't jumped around. They kind of have gone in order through the year. Chronologically, yeah. That's what chronologically, doing, yeah. so that that's helpful. 
Um, so from what I've heard so far, so far, so good to, to be totally honest. I mean, like I said, this is the first time where uh, people are listening to the show year end and not a fan year end in review. Yeah. I mean, I think Carl did a really good job. I've listened to all of it now and he put in every Amos and every Trump call. So as you go through the six hours, which is fine to me. I mean, there's like five of each and they're, they're such good callers. They deserve it. And so I enjoyed that. And then he puts in, you know, bits in between like um, the mad, you know, early in the year, the Julie DeCaro thing. And then, um, Justin's Steve. fine moment, by the way. Justin's yeah, fine it. moment. It's all been downhill from there. Then, um, you know, Steve quitting. And so, look, as I think Cullinane did a really good job. Those uh, compilation episodes are really hard to yeah. put together. Um, so, I overall, agree. I think it was good. I do think there was a lot of Cullinane-centric stuff oh. in there, um, yeah. especially in the sort of last three or four hours. Well, was, everything was kind of Cullinane focused well menners he has admitted and we've all know this that once you know he had the spat where kirk texted him saying he was gonna you know ruin his life ruin his show he stopped listening to the show i mean that is a known Mm -hmm. thing so i think it's hard for someone who didn't listen to the show for six to eight months of the year maybe longer yeah maybe longer to do something like that obviously harrison helped him but Whereas if you're doing it every like next year is where he's producing every day, he's probably as he's doing it, he might go, oh, this is something that could be on the year end. Right. And might clip it or whatever the case. If he's smart, he'd be doing that anyway. Uh, So things like that, like when you don't listen for that long, what are you going to go back and listen to every episode? I I doubt it. Yeah, I do think it is a bit lazy dropping a six-hour dump like that because it is annoying trying – I don't know if you noticed, but it is a bit slower to play when it's a really long uh, episode. So I would have broken it up into three parts, three two-hour drops, uh, part one, part two, part three. And then done it like – and then released it this whole week while they're gone, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so that people had something to listen to. Yeah, that might have – that might have been – I would have done it that way actually. Yeah, that's actually um, not a bad idea. I kind of agree with you. Uh, but anyway, look, I mean, good effort, Colin. I'm way better than the, the last year in review. Oh, so, um, I mean, I'm just happy we got the content. Um, I got a couple. Do you think the show's better with Colin than it was with Steve? Uh, it's better than it was at the end of Steve. Steve was the case, I think, hurt Steve and Kirk. Like, let's be honest. The case was very hard for them to do. They were super involved in it. And to still do a show while they were doing that, and they weren't that interested in the show anymore. Like, let's – both of them, you know? And I mm. think Steve especially became disinterested in the Minifan world. Uh, specifically, I think the, the the case was something that he's really interested in. He's interested in, like, investigative stuff. Uh, so I do think that he totally checked out, even as a character. I don't think he wanted to be, like, a, a character anymore, you know? Yeah, uh, great, yeah. So, yes, towards the – the show is better than it was at the end. But I don't know if you heard what I said on Montante's World. I, I think it's going to be hard for this show to ever reach where it was in the summer of 2020. I mean, it, it's just yeah. going to be hard. It, it's we had everyone was on lockdown. Your whole day revolved around that show dropping and hearing Kirk's takes on what was going on in the world because it was just so much different than what you were hearing in the rest of media. It's true, and I, I think um, I think, and we were all is, just is, locked is it- in. We were locked in at that moment in time to that show. All of us. Absolutely. And I think the case has a bigger future at Barstool anyway. So. Oh, I mean, it was the um, top 10 podcast 2021. Whether you liked exactly. it or not, 
you know, it, I, like, it was, I liked that, it. Yeah, absolutely. He, I'm a. Tr- are you a true? You're a true crime guy because you you did one, right? You sent me one. I listened to that, by the way. I did. Yep, that's right. Um, um, so, do you listen to a lot of true crime stuff or no? Bits and pieces. I'm not fascinated with it, but I'll, I I listen to the big ones. And you know, when someone says there's a really good series, I will. But I don't okay. listen to all of them. The ones that come out. Yeah. So I, I I find myself like I'm into. Obviously, the cases have to kind of like intrigue me. Uh, the ones mm. I listened, I felt like they kind of went away from Jennifer Faye too early in that pod, and they kind mm. of focused on the South Carolina stuff a little too much. And I personally think that the person who killed her, from what I heard, and they didn't really go too deep on him, was uh, the 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 crazy lady's son. What was the yeah. lady Diane? Uh, I forget Sorry, her last whatever. name. Yeah, yeah, her son. That dude is who killed Jennifer Faye. Maybe, maybe. I, I really um, do, and I don't think they focus like they lost track. They like, and I get it. The South Carolina people were all still alive, right? They had all that drugs and all that weird shit going on down there. So they kind of, I think, got a little sidetracked on that. In my mm, opinion, yeah, um, I agree. But look, I think they did a good job. I, I'm a oh, bit yeah, worried yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit worried about too. season two because. Carl Harrison connection could be a recipe for disaster. So do you think so. season two is, is the, is the Kirk's dentist thing, or is that a totally separate project? What do you think? I, bet, I think that's totally separate. I think it's something else. I think Kirk's intentionally kept this case completely secret because I think it got a bit messy. Um, I mean, a fans, you know, they're good time, good fun, but he, oh, I just they, don't think he wants them getting involved at all. Oh Yeah. If they find something, they start, you know, yeah, absolutely. You're one thousand percent right with that. They they mm. start getting involved themselves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't need any amateur Sherlock Holmes running around. Um, but yeah, looking forward to season two. Um, what else? Um, you know what I wa- I watched this weekend. I watched The Expendables one and two because Kirk mentioned them on a show where he talked about seeing the Expendables 2 and then going to a concert, and I'd never seen them. And then I googled them and like, how was I have not seen them? That crazy, crazy to me. Of course, yes, 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 yes. Expendables one and two were awesome. I thought three was a little eh, but one and two were. I mean, it's for what it is. You got to know what it is going in, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I loved know. all those eighties action movies, yeah. and these were like modern nostalgic tributes to them. And they and were then, fantastic. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren about to fight Sylvester Stallone, and it's like, oh my Chuck god, Norris. Yeah, it's Rocky versus Drago again. You know what I mean? It was, it was awesome. As long as you yeah. know what it is going in, it's awesome. Yeah, so good one, Kirk. I mean, he's he's usually right about movies. I've got to say, um, definitely. Let, let me ask you something: are, are you a big movie guy? I waver, certainly waver. I um, spend a lot of time watching TV shows. And then during, we just, we just went through a four month lockdown. So I kind of watched every TV show and I felt like I needed a break from binging series. And I, I like the, the, the movie experience, you know, a two hour ride. That's what I liked about the expendables. Just fun. It's like two hours of fun, you know, and it's just, that's it. You know, like TV is not a big commitment. So so I guess yeah. my question on that is then what do you think on like Fridays when Chris is there, obviously they're both really into movies. Do you think that they get bogged down too much in movie talk? No, I love hearing Kirk talk about movies. I love that. I okay. love the in-depth stuff. I like the behind the scenes stuff. Um, yeah. And Kirk knows what's interesting. So I, I do like it. And I, I actually like the the sort of short doses. Like I, I don't really listen to quantum week uh, unless it's a really, uh, a movie I want to hear about. So, yeah, I do like it. 
Okay. All right. That, that's what I'm saying. Because for people like I do too, I'm, I'm kind of a movie and TV show nerd. So I, yeah. I like it. Um, and I do like it that it's in short doses. Like, like you're saying, it's not like they'll spend an hour on something. Uh, but I do like when Kirk, you know, drops stuff that nuggets that like, Oh shit. I, I never knew that, you know, things of that nature. Hey, I have a conspiracy theory on Collins. Do you mind if I drop that on your show? Go for it. So how odd do you find it? Okay. That, all of a sudden, the phones open up again for the first time in a while. And who's the first caller in? And they just finished talking about uh, songs, 80 songs. Yeah. yeah. Who was the first call? Do you remember? Billboard Chat Guy, yeah. Yeah. Cullinane knows phone numbers, okay? Recognizes mm-hmm. phone numbers. And absolutely, instead of just putting on who calls in first, like Kirk used to like to do with Steve, that was Kirk's rule. You got through, you got through. I absolutely believe he recognizes phone numbers and puts like, you know, uh, someone through like that timing was impeccable. And there was always and before Kirk went away. If you ever remember every Friday, Billboard Charts guy got through. There was always been planted calls in the show. Even when Steve said he wasn't doing it, they were doing it. Okay, Always been. So I, I think it's no doubt. Okay, that's it to me. They literally just finished talking 80 Cindy Lopper, and then bang, yeah. it's Billboard Charts guy. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Kirk needs to needs to needs to check that if he wants it to but be. Not ran. even more. Not even. Not even. Um, Dave putting the call through. Like Dave would have sent him a message two hours before and said, "Hey, we're taking <laughs> yeah. calls. Yeah, absolutely. You know, call, right. call call at ten thirty. That, yeah. that I mean, 100%. you're not wrong." You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right. So you agree with me on my little uh, conspiracy. Absolutely. Theory. And they've been doing it when, since when Steve was there. Sometimes, you, you know, some those Trump calls were often. Okay. okay. Even that's Trump not- said Kirk had asked him to come on. So. Okay. That, that, uh, that's, this- I'll agree with you there. I at least think Steve then hit it better. Well, that's his, that's his nature. I mean, and he was a lying, conniving prick. Of course he hit it better. Okay. All right. That, that, I mean, that- he broke up his parents' marriage. I mean, Oof. have you ever met a kid that has broken up his parents' marriage? I, that was apart a from wild like episode. through like dobbing on them, not that's, being a delinquent. I yeah, wish. that's that's yeah. That was. I mean, there are plenty of Minna fans probably broken up their parents' marriages through just being delinquents and driving their parents insane. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, um, alrighty. Well, look. Um, what else have I got to chat with you? Well, that's about anything you want to ask me, Dave. The floor is yours, so to speak. So I think I asked you a bunch of questions as we were going on. I mean, I think that. So you want to come here in the summer? Do you think? So let, let me ask you: Do you think that it, if you came for Saco, do you? And be honest. Be honest. Okay. Yes. I think you. I. I me and Mike have talked about this privately. You would think if you walked around in Saco, you'd be ready to sign autographs. You would think you would be the cock of the walk. Is oh, that correct? Absolutely no? not. No, absolutely yeah, yeah. not. That's such a lie. No, absolutely that's not. That's I would be the lie. novelty Australian. That's all because, you know, no, I'm no. an Aussie that's come you, home for a live when show. Someone could, when someone would come up to you and ask for a picture, you would – you would the smile that would come across your face, manners. Oh, it was huge. So I've got to say, true story. I was going to um, the cricket to, last week, and I was walking in, and there was actually a problem with getting my accreditation. So I was walking from one office to another, and I hear this manners, and there was this guy next to me. And I look at him, and I'm like, I don't know this guy. And he goes, I'm such a huge fan of your cricket podcast. Can I get a selfie? And his wife took a photo of me and this guy outside the cricket. Uh, and I did. I had a huge smile on my face. So okay. I would so I absolutely that, love it. 
Okay, so now imagine you're walking around Saco. There's about a thousand other Minute fans. Yeah. Probably, you know, two or three hundred of them like really know you from your all your failed shows on the YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. you would yep. come on. You would you would feel like a little bit of like a star. Don't 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 lie. Don't lie. Uh, maybe I would. Maybe, maybe I would. I don't know. Um, fortunately, this yeah. Um, I yeah. I mean, I was you know actually like. Uh, it's like it's sort of when I was a kid, I was in commercials and stuff. So uh, I was sort of used to like walking around school and getting like, you know, a lot of jokes made about the stuff I was doing. So, yeah, it would be like that. But the thing is I would take photos with all these people and then they would all end up on Twitter and I would oh, be turned trash. into a dwarf. I would be oh. turned into a dwarf or One there'd be a penis percent. in my mouth or, One you know, there'd be percent. something like that. One million percent. One million percent. Or <laughs> or a picture of like you and Mike and then people would be like, oh, Menners is on Vax too. Like it would just be a lot of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Um but, but I do no, want to come. I do that, want a I, festival. I want a festival if I come. So if I come, you know, I want more than just a KMS. I'd love to do, you know, let's do a couple of live shows this week. Let's go back to like a Mike and the Minifans type show the night before. Let's do a live um, you know, Montante so, so as well. Uh, it's fun, it's funny you say that. I was talking to a Minifan uh today and we were talking about how uh, it's actually great that they moved the show back to July. Uh, I know some people were a little upset, but let me tell you, Boston in the dead of winter after the holidays, it's not a great place to go and hang out for the weekend. It's just not. It's dead. The city's mm-hmm. dead. And then all the mandates go in the week before. Like you literally, it's it would just be, it would suck. Like, trust me, it mm-hmm. would suck. I live here. It would suck. Moving yeah. it to July, okay, there's just so much more to do. You could stroll the mm. North End, you can go to Seaport. You could take in a Sox game. You could. There's just shitty so traffic. Much, shitty traffic. Yeah. There's just so much other shit to do, though. And then, like you just said, being in the city, right, where a lot of us kind of live here, I think it would be a lot easier to do that whole fan weekend sort of experience, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. When I was last there, I stayed sort of near Fenway, and I loved the walk, you know, sort of walk down. Down Boylston, through the park, yep. beautiful, or the other way. Anyway, it was beautiful. Yep. Um, anyway, so that's the plan, summer 2022. Um, also, um, new, great uh, response from the listeners to the show. Uh, they've left a lot of reviews for me, so I just want to read a few out. I've got Go three reviews. Um, one, five stars, great show. Manners is 6'2", handsome and very talented. Best <laughs> wrap-up show in the business. That was Johnny Sack, 21. Thank you. Uh, this is now from Big Philly Style 7, five stars, the only wrap-up show I acknowledge. Thank you, uh, Big Philly. And this one's from Justin Trudell, three stars, it's all right. Truthfully, I enjoyed the just the Justin show quite a bit more as I am the creator and host of that esteemed and, real, and well-respect piece of media, good English, Justin, you fucking retard. But the Aussie does a half-decent job, Misa thinks. Um, so they're the three reviews since the last show. Thank you, everybody, even so Justin. B- b- before you let me go, then, if you don't mind, if you got a little bit more time, let me, ask, let, let me ask you about the wrap-up show wars, right? Like yep. you have you have you now, you have Kirk and Off, which wasn't the original. Obviously, the original was MHB and, and DEC. Those two mm-hmm. people are now long gone. And then the uh, Aussie Minifan show was soon after. So. Yeah, but the Aussie Minifan show was Jamie. That was yeah, once a month, correct? Right? Yeah. And by the way, shout out Jamie. I love my uh, favorite Australian. I love that guy. R.I.P. 
R.I.P. That's not the brain nice. cancer eventually got him. So that's not yeah. nice. You got to be nice. And then the other one now is like Montante's kind of thrown his little his hat into the ring. It's a it's a half wrap up show with all the different you know minifans yeah. that he's having on there. So do you think that? Or what are you doing different than Kirk and off? Like what do you what do you what are you doing? Where do you rank yourself? Are you number one in that in that category? It's hard to rank yourself. I don't see Kirking off as competition just because of the talent level of the host. So I, I enjoy their show. I think they do a great job. I think consistency is their biggest strength, the fact that week after week they do yeah. these chats. And I enjoy yeah. them. I do like hearing about, uh, you know, your Portuguese stuff because I listened to a bit of your Kirking off um coming on here and you, know, you spoke about 15 minutes about that failed soccer super league. And it was just like, okay, that, that this show is no competition for me. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I like Kirky off though. Really nice guys. I should get one of them on this. I should get buddy on um, because he's, he's, I do like, it. and then the next one, um, I mean, Tante's world's no competition because you know, of the, like, say if every show is an hour, there's only like 10 minutes of KMS stuff. And then there's 15 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that that's fair. Like, I, I just feel like there's a, you know, and then you have, you know, you have, does anal do a lot of, do, do they do a lot on Kirk or no? I don't talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. The, the, so, so I'll tell you what mine what mine makes mine different. Okay, so yeah. this is I only did this because I wouldn't get access to the network, and now I'm doing it because it's easy. Because recording podcast for me, obviously, I do it all week. It's easy, doesn't take long, and I want to be flexible. So if Kirk would if the show account would have tweet out something crazy in an, an hour, like they're not coming back next year, bang, I could be recording yes. five minutes later. So that's the thing. Uh, Red is a great addition to the team. He's going to be coming on once a week at least. Um, so, yeah, this is a flexible show. Um, yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, if you're a real Mina fan, then um, this is for you. So uh, can I ask you something? Because I said something on Mike's show. Blind Mike's daddy, do you miss his phone calls? Because I do. Uh like he, that, ruined, he ruined it. Uh, he ruined it. I mean, he's only got himself yeah. to blame. I mean, it, uh, he I had, agree a, he had a good thing. He had a good thing going. You're talking about, you know, people losing their fastball. I mean, I, he's someone that's lost his fastball. He's he's throwing fucking. Um, he's not even throwing curveball. He's just like going up there and like flicking it out. Um, Fifty cents. Because Kirk, Kirk recognizes his voice now, so he can't. It's tough. I mean, that blind Mike's dad character with Alba for for months was just. I mean, that came on and I don't know. I that was, he was an all time caller. And I do, I, I talked about it. I was like, I agree. I, I, you know, I wish he could somehow come up with a new voice or something like that. But I think Kirk's so good at sniffing, sniffing those and, guys. And out the irony is, he's so bad on Kirking off. Like, he is so bad on it. He's barely he's worse than Andrew. He's, you the, think he's worse than Andrew. Andrew is great compared to BMD. I mean, I really like Andrew. Sometimes he said some crazy things and he went a bit sort of weird when I was interviewing him. But, um, like, BMD is not needed on that show. He's boring. He's flat. He, his calls were his strength, and yet he had it ripped away from him. Um, so, yeah, very disappointing. I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far as that with you, but, you're, you know, I think BMD's fine on there. He's an ideas guy. 
But I, I do miss his phone calls. I get, I think more of I miss his phone calls than I do like, you know, having an issue with him on, on Kirkin off. But hey, you got to do what you like. You got to do your passion projects. Like, look at you. You're on your 51st or 52nd, you know, KMS show. You're eventually going to figure it out. You're eventually going to get it. I think I figured it out. I think I figured it out. I mean, my shows are doing so well. I was looking at your views, like the false night show, like 110 views an episode. And I was like, what the fuck? And Cullinane's putting this on. Um, but as I said, I'm not one to say no to shows. So, you know, if I was made network director, I'd still allow this show to continue. Oh, oh um, well, you're, 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 a, you're a glorious guy. Do you podcast the audio or something to make it worth your time? What's that? That no, that we just do because so it was just, literally you just go in there and like a hundred people watch it for probably they literally probably watch it for the first minute to hear you make fun of me and then they turn off. That that could be it. You know what I mean? That definitely could be it. So I mean, matters. It started off as a once a month sort of thing. It's just a way for me and Buddy to you know. So this way, honestly, you know why I did it? So he wouldn't talk soccer on Kirkenoff anymore and piss you off. This way, <laughs> he gets to do his soccer outlet with me. So yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, my favorite Twitter account, apart from anything KMS, is Days Since Spurs Have Won a Trophy. So go and find it. Um, I will. And it just, every Friday it tweets out, it tweets out every day, but then every Friday it does a special work tweets out. Days Since Spurs Have Won a Trophy, Days Since Spurs Have Won the, the Premier League, Days Since Spurs Have Won the FA Cup. And every Friday I screenshot it and send it to my brother-in-law in London, who's a massive Spurs fan. Um, anyway. Oh, he must love that. He must look forward to Fridays immensely. Though. He does. He does. And yeah. – yeah, absolutely. All righty. Well, look, um, Dave, uh, we've, we've got almost 15 great. minutes. Oh, great to talk to you. You didn't disappoint. You, you are a great talent. I can't wait to do more stuff with you in the future. Um, Any, next anytime. year in the States, big hug, big hug for you. I don't care if I get COVID. You know, I, don't, I hope you I don't get give it, it to you and kill you. You're vaccinated. I am vaccinated. So you'll, you'll be fine. I'm the one at risk. I'm the one at risk. Yeah, and I like the fact that you're a risk taker. Yeah, I'm a risk taker. I'm a gambler, bud. Exactly. All right, everyone. All thanks right, for man. listening. Take care, man. Thanks for everyone for listening to Minna Fandom. We'll be back tomorrow with Justin and Red and then on Thursday with Tim. Bye-bye.